0: So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm going to start out this episode with a mind-blowing statistic. Are you ready for it? Okay, here we go. 75 to 85% of Harvard Business School students experience imposter syndrome. Crazy, right? When I think of Harvard Business School students, I think of the best of the best. Why in the world would they ever feel like an imposter? It's mind-blowing And a little comforting at the same time, because it means that if you experience imposter syndrome like I have, then we're not alone. Actually, we're in really great company. Now, if I told you that you can completely overcome imposter syndrome and I can show you how to do it, would you be interested? Yeah, I hope you just said yes, because that's what we're doing today. I wanted to dedicate an episode to this topic of imposter syndrome because I know that many of my students experience it to the point that they don't start new exciting projects or they definitely don't finish some new exciting projects because they begin to think, who am I to be doing this? What are people going to think? And so they don't put themselves out there into the world. Have you been guilty of this? I know I have for sure, and I've overcome it, and I want to talk about how you can as well. The point is that imposter syndrome is a real, live thing, and if you're dealing with it, I want you to know that you are so far from being alone, and there is nothing wrong with you, and you can definitely overcome it. In fact, let me tell you about a time when I experienced imposter syndrome when I was just getting started. You probably know this story a little bit, but I'm gonna add a little to it to kind of really prove my point that imposter syndrome happens to all of us. So, when I was starting my online marketing business back in 2009, I had just left Tony Robbins. And at Tony Robbins, I was the director of content development. But I really wanted to have my own business and I wanted to create online digital courses to teach people how to use social media and how to launch programs and all the stuff I'm doing now. But back then, I really didn't know how I was going to do it, but I started to educate myself. I started to take classes at nighttime or work really early in the morning and dial in this side hustle so that one day it would become a real breathing thing, (laughs) meaning I'd start my own business and quit my corporate job. So here's what happened. I started to educate myself. I started to feel really confident about the content I was creating, and I was ready to publish my first blog post and my first YouTube video after leaving my corporate job. But I was terrified because even though I knew I knew the content well, I was so scared about what my old co-workers were going to think when I posted this blog in this YouTube video. I was scared they were going to think, who is she to be doing this? She she doesn't know this stuff. Like, what's going on here? And then my ego really got the best of me because I had this thought. I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I had this thought. What is Tony Robbins going to think when I publish this blog post and I put myself out there? Uh, this is where I stopped the story because Tony Robbins was not thinking anything about me. He obviously has his own things going on out in the world, but that's where my head went. That's where my worries went. That's where my ego was living. And I gotta give props to Hobie because he so lovingly reminded me that no one's thinking about me. And then he added, everyone is just thinking about themselves. And I really do believe that. So the reason I'm telling you this story is because I really want you to know I have so been there and I actually even have more stories, even recent stories that I might tell you about on this episode of where that imposter syndrome reared its ugly head even 10, 11 years into building my online business. So I'll save that story for a little bit later in the episode. But This morning, I was on my walk with Scout, as I always do, and I was contemplating this topic and thinking about what I wanted to share with you. And I know this is going to sound silly, but for my dog lovers, you will get it. I looked down at Scout and I thought, Scout isn't the only Labradoodle out there. In fact, there are thousands of Labradoodles in the world, but there isn't one like Scout. Scout has his own Perfect personality, yes, I'm biased, and his own cute tendencies that seriously make me melt every day. There just isn't another scout out there. Sure, there are some that look just like him. In fact, there's probably five in my neighborhood that look just like scout. But again, they aren't scout, they aren't unique like he is. So, overcoming imposter syndrome is kind of the same thing. Sure, there are people out there doing the exact same thing that you're doing in your industry. I get it. I totally live that every day. But that doesn't mean they have the exact same uniqueness as you do. There is only one of you. And I know, I know you've heard this. You're like, Amy, I've heard this so many times. Yeah, but do you believe it? Do you really understand that you are an individual? You are able to touch lives like nobody else can do. There is nobody absolutely nobody in this world, especially not in your industry, that can do things the way you do it. So if you learn anything here today, be more like Scout and own who you are and where you are on your entrepreneurial journey. Deal? Okay. I just told you to be like a dog, but let's keep moving on. I get really fired up about this episode because I see how much potential you have. And I know that imposter syndrome can literally be blocking you from your greatness and stopping you from bringing your business to a place that seems unimaginable for you right now. If I thought about my business today 10 years ago, I really need to start saying 11, we're getting into year 11. If I thought about my business 11 years ago and you told me it would be where it is today, I would have told you, you are crazy. So I just want to remind you where you could be in just a few short years from now will blow your mind. But if you keep thinking small, if you keep thinking, who am I to be doing this? If you keep worrying about what everybody else is going to think when you put yourself out there in your unique way, you will never get to that place. So a little tough love got to let go of the imposter syndrome, and that's what this episode is all about. So buckle up and let's do this thing because I'm ready for you to step out and show the world all that you have to offer. Okay, so again, to all of you, thank you for joining me every single week. Let's get to it. So let's start out by getting really clear on what exactly imposter syndrome is and how it shows up. So Dr. Amy Cuddy, who's a social psychologist, New York Times bestselling author, and a Harvard lecturer who focuses on the psychology of leadership and influence, says that imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Harvard Business Review goes on to say that imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. They seem unable to internalize their accomplishments, however successful they are in their field. Maybe you're nodding your head yes right now, and you can relate to this definition of imposter syndrome. Newsflash Most entrepreneurs experience these feelings of inadequacy at some point in their careers. It's just the nature of the beast. Now, the good news is that I have five impactful ways to send imposter syndrome packing. Now, I want to say that imposter syndrome shows up differently for everyone. For one person, it might show up as paralysis, not being able to move forward in your business for fear that. You don't have something to offer that's unique enough or good enough. Or maybe for someone else, it shows up as a block of creativity. And we all know that that is totally detrimental to any entrepreneur. And perhaps, and this one kind of breaks my heart, it shows up as giving up, like totally throwing in the towel. But no matter how you're experiencing imposter syndrome, the tools I'm going to share with you today are going to help you overcome those feelings so that you can share your amazing gifts with the world. The first way that you are going to kick imposter syndrome to the curb is to get out of your head and into your heart. Cheesy, yes, true, 100%. The reason I wanted to kick off this podcast with a concept like this one, get out of your head, get into your heart, because I believe that you have to start here. The rest of the things we talk about in this episode today will not matter if you're stuck in your head and not letting your heart lead the way. Now, here's the deal. You got into business to help others, right? And you were drawn to your profession or your industry and your dream for a very intentional reason. And I promise you that there is someone out there who needs to hear your message from you, not Tony Robbins, not Oprah, not even Michelle Obama. Not from any other person in your industry either, except you. They want to hear from you. So when you overthink your approach, your confidence, your message, your offer, or anything else in your business, when you overthink, it's clear that you're letting your head lead the way. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you should never let your head lead a decision or any part of your business. Your mind is logical. And it helps you in so many ways. So if you're thinking, Amy, if I just led with my heart all the time, nothing would ever get done. Now I get it. But what I want you to understand is that at the end of the day, when all is said and done, and you've poured every bit of yourself into your business, blood, sweat, and tears and all, I want you to know that it all came from your heart. Because when you lead with your heart and you show up as your true self, No matter what, warts and all, you share your authentic passion with the world and you connect with your audience. Notice I said your audience on a deeply vulnerable and real level. You've got to make it personal. So when you show up as your authentic self, I know such a buzz term, but it's important here. You're showing up at a level that no one else can reach. It's your uniqueness that's a level that you won't be able to reach when you let your logic always lead the way. Because when your logic leads the way, when your head is doing all the decision-making, you begin to snuff out what your heart and your intuition and your gut is telling you. And you begin to conform to what society expects or says you should be doing. You start to compare yourself to everybody. When you're comparing, you're not in your heart, you're in your head, and then when you start showing up like everybody else, that's because you're leading with logic. So and I don't want to get too deep here, but I do want you to reconnect with your heart and get out of your head. So when I start to feel imposter syndrome creep in or feelings of inadequacy or comparison come up, I just ask myself, is this true or are these just thoughts that are not serving me? Is this true Or are they just thoughts that are not serving me? So really quick, this takes practice, but it does work. And I want to tell you an example of where it just showed up. So recently, I spoke on stage to 6,200 people at Rise Business. It's Rachel Hollis's event, and the speaker lineup was insane. So we are talking Mally Roncal, who is Beyonce's makeup artist for the record, Marie Forleo, Ed Mylett, Dean Graziosi, Brendan Bouchard, Chris Hogan with the Ramsey Group. I mean, these people were amazing. So here I am asked to speak on stage, let alone Rachel and Dave Hollis are speaking. And Rachel asked me to speak on stage. And I said, yes, immediately. And I was honored and excited. But I got to tell you guys, leading up to that experience, I was terrified. And I kept hearing myself say, these people that are speaking are so much bigger than you, Amy. They make more money than you. They have bigger audiences than you. They have spoken on way more stages than you have. I'm not super experienced with speaking on stages. I can hold my own, but I haven't done it thousands of times, nor do I feel super comfortable on stage. So I had major imposter syndrome pop up immediately as I got closer to the date. And so literally I would ask myself, is this true? Like, Amy, you don't belong here. Amy, these people are better than you. Amy, these people are way more experienced than you. And I'd say, is this true? And you might be thinking, well, Amy, some of them are more experienced than you. But really, if I got into my heart, The real question I was asking myself is, do you belong here? Then I would answer it, you don't belong here. And that's the imposter syndrome that would come up. So I had to dig deeper here. So, you don't belong here is what I started to tell myself. And then the question of, is that true? Are these just thoughts that you're telling yourself that are not serving you? And obviously, you don't belong here is a thought that doesn't serve. So I stopped saying it and I changed it to, you belong here. This is meant to be. You are exactly where you are meant to be on your journey. You belong here. And I just had to change the thought. So I tell you this story because imposter syndrome will still show up for me 11 years in the making, but I bounce back so quickly and I do not let it ever stop me or slow me down. Is this true or are these just thoughts that are not serving me? Write that one down. Okay, this takes practice, but slowing down and giving yourself a little reality check to align with your truth is a simple practice. And I do promise you that with time, this will become easier. And the more and more practice you give it, like I've done over the years, the less you'll experience those feelings of imposter syndrome. They do not pop up nearly as much as they used to back in the day for me. Just give yourself a little time. So let me tell you about my student, Natalie McLean, and she's in my digital course academy program. And she decided to follow her heart, even though her head was saying something else. So Natalie is a certified sommelier, which is essentially a wine expert. And she had been writing reviews for magazines, wine reviews. And she'd begun thinking about the fact that she wanted to create an online course to educate others on wine tasting. However, in her head, when she thought logically, she wasn't sure that this would work because wine tasting is such a sensory and physical experience. But in her heart, she wanted to do this. And thank goodness she followed her heart. So she started to explore it. She took the leap. She created her online course called Get Wine Smart, and she's generated over $30,000 with her wine tasting course. How cool is that? So please, please, please get out of your head and into your heart. Okay, so let's keep moving on. For all my non-woo friends, let's move on to number two because it's more tangible. Number two is to take action. So I did a Facebook Live on this strategy a couple years ago, and so many of my students love the message that... When you're feeling like you are an imposter, to take control over that feeling, I want you to get into action. And the strategy of taking action directly connects with our number one strategy, which was get out of your head and get into your heart. Because by taking intentional action, you move out of your head, which is sitting with these unpleasant thoughts and false beliefs that are not serving you, and you move into your heart, which is taking action that aligns with your gifts and sharing those with your audience so that you can make an impact. Now, I've got three ways to take action when you start to experience these feelings of inadequacy. Action number one, commit to consistent original content every week. I know, I know you might be saying, but Amy, if I'm experiencing imposter syndrome, the last thing I'm feeling is original. So how the heck do I create original content? My friend, I get it. However, I want you to flip that script and I want to show you how you can view original content. In fact, I'm just going to throw it out there. You've heard this before, but I'm going to remind you here's what Mark Twain said There is no such thing as a new idea. It's impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn and they make new and curious combinations. So yes, you're right to be thinking that your content isn't completely original. However, has anyone ever taught it like you? No, that's actually impossible. They haven't. Has anyone ever shared it, said it the way you said it, or provided the same insight around your topic or your offer or your course the way that you do it? The answer is still no. So yes, you are not completely original in all of your thinking. You are what is original about your content. So let me say that one more time. You are what is original about your content because no one can teach it the way you do. No one can offer the experiences or story or unique approach that you have. And like I've said it a million times before, there is someone out there who wants, no, actually needs to hear it directly from you in the way that you teach it. So commit to creating consistent, original content. Now, action step number two, create one valuable freebie. So the first action step, create original content. Second action step, create one valuable freebie. That's it. You might already have this one done, but hear me out. What if you had one freebie that offered your audience so much value, so much insight, and potentially changed their life or the outcome of whatever it is they're struggling with? That would be amazing, right? Like, close your eyes and let's go on this little journey. I want you to imagine that you've created the most amazing freebie, a resource that is so freaking good. Now, I want you to see someone in your audience using that guidance from your freebie to make themselves better, whether it be in their life, in their business, their relationship, their health, whatever it might be. Imagine them actually feeling better because of your freebie. How does that feel for you? It's inspiring, right? Motivating? Yes. If you haven't already created a freebie with the knowledge and guidance that you have, I want you to get to work. And don't worry. If you don't know what you want to create as a freebie or you have a freebie right now that's just not doing it for you, I've got an episode. So head on over to the show notes. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 299, I'm going to link you up to an episode where I teach you how to choose the right freebie for you and your audience. So we can cover that one quickly. You're good to go, but you've got to have a freebie that you put out into this world in order to offer value for your audience. And then moving on to action item number three, email your list once a week. I know, I know you've heard it before, but I've got to keep giving you this message because so many of you have heard this, but you're not consistent here. If you're seriously ready to heal yourself from imposter syndrome, you got to show up for your audience and you've got to connect with them. I want you in their inbox. I want you sharing your stories, your advice, your journey with them. I want them to get to know your personality and your quirkiness and just who you are uniquely. And that's going to come out in your emails. Now, the more you do this, the more you'll feel comfortable speaking about your area of expertise. And you'll start to see yourself as the expert because I will tell you, the more and more I showed up over the years, as the expert to help you, the more I started to believe in myself. So you've got to commit to sending out an email on the same day, every single week, just make it part of what you do. Get into a routine here and these emails will help you step out of that imposter syndrome and into the expert that you are. And quite frankly, I want to challenge you like for the next 90 days, see if you can form a habit here where you never miss a week of sending an email to your existing email list. I don't care if there are 20 people on that list or 20,000, send an email every single week. Now, it doesn't have to be a novel either. Some can be really short and sweet. Some can be longer. It doesn't really matter. What does matter is that you show up. Now, switching gears just a bit, I want to tell you a quick story about one of my students, Christina Gabato, and she is massively successful as a travel blogger and an Instagram coach. And she now teaches others how to be influencers with her digital course called the Influencer Bootcamp. Now, Christina talks about how she dealt with imposter syndrome a lot, especially in the early days. And if you looked at this girl on Instagram, you would be mind-blown to ever think that she was ever in this place where she felt like an imposter. I mean, the girl radiates confidence. She's killing it. And she says that in the beginning, she really did struggle with imposter syndrome. And what she did is she educated herself. So the more she educated herself and she got into action with putting together her first digital course, the more confident she felt And that imposter syndrome just started to melt away. So she actually enrolled in Digital Course Academy and she learned everything she needed to learn to create her own digital course. And when you're intentional, when you're inspired, and when you get into action, it's easier to step away from that imposter syndrome. So number two, this one was kind of a long one, but to sum it up, commit to taking consistent action. Whether it be creating original content every week, creating that lead magnet and getting it out into the world, emailing your list, and like Christina, just educating yourself. So learn what you need to learn in order to step into how you want to share your message with the world. All right, let's keep moving on. Number three, stay in your lane. Now, there are two ways we're going to look at this. First off, staying in your lane means stop chasing shiny objects. And the second way we're going to look at it is that staying in your lane means that you're going to put on blinders, you're not going to worry at all about what others are doing, and you're going to stop comparing yourself to them. So let's look at chasing shiny objects first. We tend to do this when we get bored with what we're working on, or worse yet, we think there's a quicker way to get to the success we want, so we jump ship and we run to the next thing. A lot of the times we think that this new approach or this shiny object will be that magic pill or what we're missing in our business. And it never is. Like, really, it never is. Like, an example of this, and I unfortunately see this way too often, is continuing to change your business model, to change your offer to jump ship on one project and run to another because you just know this is that one thing that's going to change everything. So if you see yourself flip flop a lot, this one's for you. So I want you to take a moment and think of someone that you admire in your industry. Think about that one person that you really admire. You like their success. You like how they run their business. You like how they show up. Do you have it? Have you thought about someone? I can guarantee you that they make decisions and stick to those decisions. They put their head down and they get the work done. Am I right? Do you see it? Now, also, do you see something familiar? They put their head down and they get their work done, meaning they take action, which is how to beat imposter syndrome. Step number two, take action. So I really do think that if you want to step out of imposter syndrome, you have to stop chasing shiny objects because that just means you are on loose footing all the time. Like you just can't get grounded because you're hopping here and there and everywhere. And also to add to that, if you think about that person you really admire, I bet there's one more thing they also don't do. They don't keep asking themselves, Did I make the right decision? Did I make the right decision? Should I be doing this? Which is yet another way that imposter syndrome shows up, just so you're aware. So if you're constantly wondering, Did I make the right decision? Is this going to get me the results I need? I want you to take that question out of your head because a lot of the times, for successful people, entrepreneurs that you admire, They do not always make the right decision, but they don't dwell on that either because they know that the decision they just made, right or wrong, will move them to where they want to go. Did you hear me on that one? The most successful entrepreneurs, and I've studied so many of them, they never worry about making the right decision. Instead, they say, I'm gonna make this decision to get me into action, to help me get closer to whatever it is I need to get done to see the results that I want. Every decision you make is getting you closer. And you might be saying, nope, aim, nope, it's not. Because every decision I make, if it's wrong, it's getting me backwards. That is not true. That is not the way I want you to look at it. So when you step into your confidence, when you step out of imposter syndrome, You step into the idea that every decision you make is getting you closer to the results that you want. Because when you make a decision that doesn't serve you, you course correct. You learn something new about yourself or something new about the project to help you move forward. This is a slight mindset shift that literally could change your life. I know, dramatic, but true. So I want you to really think about that. Now getting back to staying in your lane, this idea of flip-flopping from project to project, there's likely some fear there, there's likely some urgency, desperation to get results and I'd like for you to slow down and really re-examine why you keep flip-flopping from project to project and ask yourself, what is it going to take for me to put my head down, get into action and stay with this until the end? Maybe a little soul searching, maybe a little journaling around that topic could go a long way. And then of course, this idea that you need to put blinders on and stop comparing yourself. I just can't repeat enough how important it is. And it's okay if you compare yourself, just catch yourself when you do it and then have a mantra like, nope, I don't go there and keep moving on like whatever your mantra is, you can make it up. But I always, when I find myself comparing, and usually it happens when I'm scrolling through Instagram, I ask, I tell myself, nope, I don't do this. I don't have time for that. I'm going to keep moving forward. So I just kind of talk myself out of it and you can do the same. Now, speaking of scrolling through Instagram, I actually have a challenge for you. Have you ever considered a weekend social media detox? Here's what I want you to do. If you're game, I want you to log out of all of your social media accounts on Friday night, then you're going to spend the weekend taking action. Just like I talked about in number two, I want you to use the whole weekend to be absorbed by your business and your strengths. So maybe work on your freebie or write a handful of emails or a month, a blog post, whatever it is. So this is going to allow you to put your blinders on and build your confidence well, you're not getting distracted by anyone else. Now you might be saying, Amy, you're telling me to work on the weekend. I know, I know. So if a weekend doesn't work for you, do this during the week. I just chose the weekend because sometimes you're so busy during the week doing all the tasks that you need to get done that we actually don't ever have the time just to focus on the business building part of the biz. Like we're doing the projects to launch, we're doing the projects to create the course, but the foundational stuff, like creating original content, writing your emails, and putting together your lead magnet, some of that stuff gets pushed aside. So if you did have an extra weekend and you like the idea of kind of getting serious on this stuff, then go for it. If you don't want to do the weekend, do anytime you want. I don't care. But I'm just saying, have you ever thought of logging out of social media for a short period of time and not checking it for two, three or more days, whatever works for you so that you focus on your business and you focus on your strengths. It really does make a difference and it just allows you to get more centered. So consider it. I know that it really works and I love this idea of a social media detox. Okay, let's move on to number four. Number four, in order to kick imposter syndrome to the curb, is to embrace competition and acknowledge that there is enough for everyone. So here's the deal. Competition is part of the game. And I'm not the first to say it, and I won't be the last. Competition is essential for any business to thrive. Now, I just told you to stop comparing yourself to everybody. Stop scrolling through Instagram and thinking that you don't measure up. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you to ignore that there's competition out there. Instead, I'm going to encourage you to embrace it. So here's a challenge. Every time you see something amazing happen to somebody else, like one of your competitors, I want you to actually reach out to them and give them a high five. So get excited for them, celebrate them and celebrate their business and their accomplishments. Only good can come of this. Now, you've gotta be sincere here and you've gotta really feel this in your heart before you do it. But if you see one of your competitors or someone in your space crushing it, you gotta reach out to them and let them know that you're cheering them on. Because when you do this, you are declaring that you know there's enough room for everyone. In fact, dare I say it, There's so many people out there who are looking for individuals with skills and expertise just like you. Maybe there needs to be more people doing what you do. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, There's a lot of people that you need to help, and I don't think you need to do it alone. There's no shortage of customers, my friend. So stop acting like there is. When you get scared about money, when you get scared that your email list isn't big enough, when you get scared that your offer isn't good enough or your launch didn't produce enough... All you're doing is you're saying, I don't think that there's enough out there for me. And that is not true. So when you embrace that there's enough for everybody and you welcome the competition, you have a little fun with it, that does change your mindset. And it allows you to have more confidence standing in your truth that you know you have something special to offer and you know there's an audience out there who needs it. So instead of being scared of our competition, instead of kind of secretly wishing they don't succeed, I know you wouldn't publicly do that or even want to personally admit it, but sometimes, and I have been here, so holy cow, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I might see one of my competitors do something amazing and instantly I feel a little ping inside like, ah, and I know that I am not saying, ah, I wish they didn't do well. I know that that little ping of discomfort means, did they just take away the money that I could have made? What? This is crazy to admit, right? But I am like, if someone has this huge launch, ah, does, does that mean that my launch can't be that big because they just scooped up all of the buyers? Ridiculous, right? Like I have multi-million dollar launches in my space and so do some of some of my best competitors that are doing amazing work out there. There is enough for all of us to go around. But if you think there isn't, guess what? There isn't. So this is just a mindset shift. We've got to embrace the competition, celebrate the amazing work they're doing authentically, like feel it in your heart, and acknowledge that there is enough room for everyone. Deal? All right. So let's move on to the final strategy here, number five, Acknowledge your credibility and success. Do you remember at the very beginning when I talked about the definition of imposter syndrome and I said that basically no matter and despite of your successes, you feel as though you are not enough. And I really wanna hit that home because when I was reading the definition, I thought, holy cow, it doesn't even matter what I've done, the successes I've seen, I can still feel like an imposter. So I want to do a little work here and I want you to acknowledge all that you have accomplished. So if you're willing to do the work, write down your accomplishments, write down all the successes you've had, write down all the knowledge and the skill sets that you possess. I want you to do even 10 minutes, even five minutes. This is a big deal. You've got to acknowledge that you actually have skills. So when you write this list, you're going to look at it and think, I've done all that. Like, that is me. And you can start way back when you were young. Like, I've told you this before. You know, in middle school, I got the Spirit Award like for having the best attitude in junior high. Yeah, I'm writing that down on my list because I think that makes its way into my business today. So write it all down. Do not be shy. I think it's important that you are aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. So if you're stuck in the story that you're not that credible or original or successful, that's exactly where you'll stay. So you can't stay stuck in a bad story. So we've got to change that story. And it starts with writing a list of all of your skills and knowledge and accomplishments. You've got to acknowledge it all. I want you to look at the proof on that list that you're going to write. And it's proof of your credibility and your accomplishments and use that to reframe the story that you tell yourself. In fact, I want you to tell yourself you are successful, you are credible, you are unique. And when you do that, you'll start to show up with the confidence and finally, finally be aware that you can overcome imposter syndrome in any moment at any time. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. I definitely got more worked up on this topic than I expected, but I think the reason is because I see so much potential in you. I know you, I get you, and I know that you've got to get your offers out into the world, your promotions, your message, and only you can deliver it that way. So I'm on a soapbox saying, you've got to let that imposter syndrome go, just move forward. And when it shows up, now you know how to smack it back down, say, nope, I'm not going there. And just like my experience with stepping on that stage at Rise Business, it showed up, but I just got to smack it down really, really quick. And you are able to do that as well. So let's not say it's going to go away completely, but it's very, very manageable. You've got this. Let's recap really quickly. Number one, get out of your head and get into your heart. Number two, take action. I cannot stress this one enough. Number three, stay in your lane. Stop chasing those shiny objects and put those blinders on. And number four, embrace the competition and know that there's more than enough for everyone. And number five, acknowledge your credibility and success. So we're in a new year and that means new things for you and your business. My hope for you is that 2020 is the year that you overcome imposter syndrome and you start to play a bigger game in your business and your life. Okay, so there you have it. Now, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sleep from now until our next episode because I'm so excited. Here's the thing, next week marks 300 episodes. I don't even know where the time's gone, but we decided to do something very special and a little different from what we usually do. We rallied up our favorite pieces of business advice over the last few years, and we rolled it up into one beautiful episode just for you. So you don't want to miss out on next week's episode. You're going to love all the little audio snippets that we've curated and we pack them with some of the best business guidance you'll ever find. I can't even wait for you to hear it. So make sure you check that out. Oh, and one more thing. So I've got this new podcast team, shout out to Sam and Kylie, you guys are kicking butt and they are encouraging me to do more and more bonus episodes and I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. The bonus episodes tend to be a little bit more casual, a little bit more off the cuff, but I have this sneaky suspicion that these bonus episodes are exactly the different lessons and business advice that you're dying to hear just as much as my weekly Thursday episodes. So I want you to listen to these bonus episodes and let me know what you think. But if you miss them, you're never going to get in on all the new insight. So the way you don't miss them is you subscribe to the podcast because I don't email out about the bonus episodes. So if you wanna make sure you never miss an episode, go to iTunes, take one second, click that subscribe button and you, my friend, won't miss a thing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here's to kicking imposter syndrome to the curb. You've got this. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Same time, same place next week. Bye for now.